1: Yes. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Friday morning, the 6th of January, 2023. I think yesterday I said 2022. That was just out of habit. Uh, we are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland and SEN 1620 AM. On the Gold Coast, phone number still the same, 1300 01 1170 send a text 0457736736 or before breakfast in an hour with jimmy smith and michael carianis big show for us over the course of the next hour i've got a special guest in the studio we'll get to him in just a second but chris perkins will join me in about 15 minutes to talk everything american sport john gallo football expert there has been a heap of of EPL over the past seven days. So we'll have a chat with him in about half an hour as well. Plus on one 1170 or O four five seven seven three six seven three six Don't want your sporting predictions for the year, although feel free to give me uh, your sporting predictions. But I want to know what you're most looking forward to on the sporting calendar over the next 12 months. It is another big sporting year. So what's your highlights? You can give me a couple of them. But what are you most looking forward to in the sporting calendar of 2023, six days into the year? Charlie Goods is in the studio. Thrilled to be here as well. I haven't spoken to you on air for a very long time. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year! Yeah, it's been a while between drinks, but happy to return to uh, my first love of uh, traders' news.
1: Ah, uh, th- thank you, thank you for the compliment. Um, had did you have a good Christmas, New Year? Any time off? Uh, a little bit of time off. Mm. Uh
2: not too much, but uh, yeah, and great Christmas, and yeah, had a probably my best New Year ever, really, which is really? something that not a lot of people get to say. It's often a <laughs> what do you do? I just went to my girlfriend's friend's place in Birchgrove. Never met any of them before. Mm. And just ended up having a a whale of a time. Very good. Yeah.
1: It's, it can be overrated New Year's
2: Eve. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely in that camp. This New Year's exceeded my my
1: low expectations. So <laughs> Very good. so maybe that that's the reason why. Probably the best way to live life. Just low. a bit like when you support the Newcastle Knights. Low expectations is the best.
2: Oh, and then we win seven games in, in a season, it's uh it's an A plus season.
1: Yes, so, exa- yeah. exactly, and it's not too far away. Uh, more rugby league a little later on. But firstly, let's get stuck into the cricket. We got most of the play yesterday up until about 5 p.m. Some great innings, Steve Smith, Usman Khawaja. I feel a bit sorry for him not out on 195. Uh, Even Travis Head, he was entertaining to watch for his uh, quick-fire 70. What did you make of day two at the SCG?
2: Uh, They definitely got more play than I was expecting. Me too. Uh, Especially when I woke up and walked into work and got treated (laughs) by a lot of rain. Uh, I was just thinking... they'll they'll be on and off again for most of the time. And I've been going to the SCG all my life, Mm. um, and I've been to those sort of days, and that's what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't. I think they got a really good chunk out, Mm. um, except for the first three overs where they went off uh, for rain. But excellent day's play. Um, I think Steve Smith overtakes uh, Don Bradman with uh, 30 test centuries. Although, yeah, Steve Smith has this thing where, like, I don't know, he sort of, like, checks off, especially when he's in, like, the 70s or the 80s. He'll just Mm. play some... Silly shot, just because he thinks he's in control and just throws his wicket away. I think he did that a little bit yesterday, and he looked very disappointed. But mm. uh, look, n- no denying that uh, that ton was exceptional. He started off really scratchy, but that's just him. He'll he'll, do, he'll take his time. We'll get twenty off seventy balls, mm. and then once he feels like feels like he's in. It'll just uh, accelerate from there, and it's really tough getting him out.
1: It is interesting about Steve Smith. He was asked after the match about how much longer he'll play on for, whether we'll see him for many more summers. He went on to say, I don't know, we'll see. He also did also say, I'm enjoying it at the moment, but I really can't say how long I'll play for. I'm not sure. Take it one tour at a time. Just enjoy it and enjoy training and trying to get better as well. Whenever he does retire, it'll be a huge loss to Australian cricket, but surely he'll go on for a few more years at least, at least a couple.
2: I would like to hope so. Mm. Um, I think I also read somewhere that he, he doesn't care about overtaking Ponting's run scoring record or ton record, which I think is the is a great way to, to look at it. I mean, if it happens, it happens. If not, it's not his goal. Mm. Um, he's already achieved so much in the game anyway. There's mm. really not much more he can achieve. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think he's starting to get, I think he's 33. I think he'll be 34 in, in 2023. 33, yeah. Um, so, you know, time, no, the time is... Ticking. Is ticking. I, I think he's closer to the end of his career than he than he is sort of in the prime of, mm. or the, you know, mm. I, think, I think he's sort of still in his prime. He's still scoring tons. But mm. um, sort of in that, you know, middle chunk where he's just scoring runs for fun, that 2019 Ashes series really was his peak. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great way to to look at it from, you know, from Smith's own words, just enjoy the time while we have and when it happens, it happens. But it'll be sad, but I think what a legacy he'll leave.
1: Uh Usman not out on hundred and ninety five. I was watching it yesterday afternoon and my partner who likes sport, isn't doesn't love cricket, I said, Well just watch it until he gets to two hundred, then you can watch something else. We'll watch something else. He was speeding along for so long, and then he just got it in singles, singles. Travis Head took over a lot of the batting, and now poor guy's 195 not out. Do you reckon they'll come out too bad just so he can get his 200 and then declare?
2: You have to. I yep. I, I reckon the the message will be get to 200, mm. we'll give you that, and then we'll give you X amount or X amount of overs or X amount of time just mm-hmm. to get as many runs as possible, Yep, and then we'll declare because – um, or alternatively, what uh, I was listening to a lot of the commentary from, from SEN, mm-hmm. uh, from, from Fox as well, from pretty much everywhere, they were saying because of the rain, they might, and because our bowling in South Africa is pretty dodgy batting, mm. it might just be bat the once, get up to 600, 650, whatever, mm. pile on as many rounds as possible, and only have to bat the once. Yep. So that if you, you can bowl out South Africa cheaply, and then, um, you know, enforce enforce the follow-on, mm. and then go from there, which I, which I think is a little bit dangerous. I I, I definitely see the logic because South Africa really haven't offered anything with the bat. Mm. But when we don't have Stark, we don't have Boland. Um, we've got Agar, who look there are question marks about his bowling. Um, As comes back in the attack, that's a huge plus. Um, yeah, it it it's a bit odd. I'm I'm not I'm not sure what to. To make it really,
1: and there is rain forecast for today as well in Sydney, so I think there's 80% chance of four to 15 millimeters of rain. But they did say that yesterday, and it was really only the start of the day, not even when the cricket was on, and the end. So it's, it,
2: it, it's often in Sydney, it's often the morning, mm. uh, and you can sometimes go to like 10 10 and then sort of late afternoon around that 4.30 period. One thing I found really stupid yesterday when Kwaja was on 195. Mm is that it had been probably lightly raining for the last half hour. The light was getting worse, but they were playing through it, which is good, which is what they should do. Mm. And then the umpires then just say, you know, oh, look to take out their readers, look, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll take a drink. Yes, and, and over and, early. And I, and I was like, what? I, I just thought, just stick your tongue out. It's right. <laughs> like, like if you're third, like, I, I just couldn't understand why we're right. taking, I, I, I don't understand all these Required breaks or these required things in cricket that are so archaic, and mm. the one that sticks to mind is is the coin toss when it's raining outside and they have to delay the coin toss to a certain time. Just do it in the pavilion.
1: Yeah, it's not like
2: art. like it's like it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters where it is. Um, and was taking drinks earlier, I thought it was stupid. And then of course the rain gets a little bit heavier, and as soon as they finish the drinks, go to the pitch. Oh, they have to come back off. Yep. And then that's the day's play. It's ridiculous. I I just think should have just played that over at least. Just just play the over. Yep. I'd like. I don't. And and often when I was, when I was playing cricket when it's bad light, um, you know the umpires will go and say you have to just play your spinners. Mm. And Maharaj finally got his worst, first wicket of the series. So yep. I mean, like you know, he's 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 on fire. He's on form. Harmer looked good. Mm. I just I just hate these archaic rules in cricket that we can't move past, mm. and it's just such a. Just treatment to the fans who go up. And, yeah, now Kawhi just had, having to sleep on those five runs.
1: What I also found a bit comical yesterday was Matthew Renshaw, who thankfully not out on five, managed to get out onto the field. But he has COVID, so he's separating to an extent from the other players. But he's almost sitting there by himself. He's playing with his umbrella yesterday. Can't they at least put him under cover? Poor guy's sick. He was very cold as well. Mind you, he do- he doesn't look overly unwell. It has to be sick.
2: I, I saw a few coughs here yeah, and there, especially yeah. when I was batting with Kowaj and he was about to – I think I think he coughed into his glove. Well, uh, so ugh, n- mm, not sure about yeah, that. No. But, yeah, he looked miserable on, on the uh, on the boundary rope there. Um, yeah, I, they could have given him like a a tarp or something. something. Or, yeah. or they could have... Uh, yeah, it, 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 he just looked miserable. He was in his jumper. He was fighting with this umbrella that kept flipping yeah, inside it, out. <laughs> he, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't great, but uh, good to see him back. I don't know why he wasn't out in the bio-hazmat bio suit. Um, <laughs> yes. But um, I, I never thought he should have been dropped in the first place. Mm. Um, but I'm back. I'm glad that he's back now. And I think... He is definitely a solution to the uh, upcoming opener problem when Warner and Kawaja uh, decide to retire.
1: And hopefully we'll get a bit more of a chance this morning. Not out on five. The cricket continues scheduled uh, scheduled to begin at 10 a.m. Our coverage right after breakfast, 9 a.m. Sydney time, 8 a.m. Brisbane time. Before I let you go, big year in sport coming up. We've just come off a very big year. What are you most looking forward to on the sporting calendar? Is there a couple of things that stand out? The one
2: that stands out to me the most is the 2023 Rugby World Cup yep, uh, in, yep, in
1: France. Yep. That'll be good. Uh,
2: it'll be good. And I think people, people say, oh, but the Wallabies are crap. Wallabies are crap, yes, but they they always show up to a World Cup. Mm. Um, they always exceed expectations and who knows? Everything might click. But, yeah, excited, excited to see that. Also excited for the Women's World Cup. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. The Football yeah. Women's World Cup uh, yep. in Australia and New Zealand, which is uh, – Really exciting. Uh, got a couple of tickets to some matches in Sydney, uh, so that will be good. Don't know which teams they are, no. uh, who are playing. You'll just find out. I'll find out on the day. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but, you know, that's always fun. Pay thirteen fifty dollars for a beer at Allianz Stadium, yep. which will be, always be nice. Good stadium, though. Um, and then, of course, just looking forward to uh, the NRL season and mm. in, in the introduction of a, of a 17th team. Yeah. I, I, I always enjoy, um, whether it be the AFL, the NRL, or any sort of competition when a new team mm. enters, a new franchise. Mm. And I think the Dolphins will do a lot better than I think a lot of people are expecting. And by better, I mean they'll probably finish fifteenth. <laughs> yes. Um. But I don't think they'll finish last. I don't think they'll make finals. I don't know where. all this no. is. coming. They they just don't have. They just have good solid role players from yeah. other teams. I don't see where the firepower is coming. I don't. You know, Wayne Bennett is a big influence, but I don't think even a super coach could. Uh, get them there.
1: No, I don't see them making finals, but I think they'll be somewhat, they'll cause some upsets, I think, throughout the year. It's probably the best way to put it. And they'll probably beat some of the other teams that will be struggling down the bottom of the ladder.
2: I think they'll beat the Roosters round one.
1: That wouldn't surprise me at no, all, Charlie. Uh, I, who
2: beat the Roosters round one last well, year? Well, the
1: Newcastle Knights, That's as right. we know, and that was the highlight of the Newcastle <laughs> Knights season. I'm looking forward to talking a lot more rugby uh, league with you throughout the course of the year. I agree with you about the football World Cup, uh, the Women's Football World Cup in Australia. I think that will be fantastic. Charlie, good stuff. We'll talk to you maybe next week as well and see what's happening in that mind brain of yours. <laughs>
2: Thank you very much, Dan.
1: Thank you, Charlie Goods, one of the fine producers here, mega producer, as he calls himself, here at SEN. Yeah, what are you most looking forward to over the course of the 2023 sporting year? 0457 736, 736 is the text number. You can call the open line 01 11 70. Charlie mentioned the Women's World Cup, but I think on the back of... The football, the men's football World Cup, we saw last year. Australia, obviously, a big contender in the women's World Cup as well. Uh, it is a bit disruptive, as we know, for the NRL season. But uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. But what say you? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And the cricket yesterday. Australia in a good position. Would you be declaring pretty quickly? What do you reckon? It is 14 past five, 14 past four in Queensland. After this, we'll recap an amazing night at the Big Bash and have a chat with Chris Perkins. In America, this is Trade's News in a Nutshell.
0: He drives through cover. He's done it. Matt Short brings up his 100. And it's the biggest chase in BBL history. They're throwing beers here at Adelaide Oval. Everyone's on their feet. It's a chase for the ages. Matt Short left nothing out there. He's 100 on out in one of the great T20 innings you'll ever see.
1: Yeah, history last night in the Big Bash League. Welcome back to the show with the Adelaide Strikers uh, getting the biggest run chase in BBL history uh, to score a stunning seven-wicket win. Matt Short hitting the winning runs with three balls to spare, also bringing up his century Uh, just off 59 balls. Uh, So the biggest run chase in Big Bash League history. We're talking to Andrew Menzel, who was in studio yesterday with me about the resurgence the Big Bash League has had this year. And again, last night, just a remarkable uh, match. Well done to the Adelaide Strikers. Well done to Matt Short. A hundred of 59 balls, and they win with uh, three balls remaining and by seven wickets. So well done uh, to the Adelaide Strikers there. Um, And we've got another game tonight. 6 6.30 p.m. in Melbourne. The Melbourne Stars will take on the Sydney Sixers. Melbourne Stars, Sydney Sixers. That's game 31 of 61 of the Big Bash League. And we do that for Isuzu. Live your own way in the powerful Izuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Chris Perkins from America is on the line. Good morning to you, Chris.
0: Will we see any more mancad controversies uh, at the MCG or down in Melbourne tonight?
1: Uh you you're very across all your Australian sport Chris I'm impressed. Ah uh, you ne- <laughs> you never know, you never know it's been a, been a very crazy summer, so it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Hey, listen, about the mancad thing, you mm. know what? If you're going to take a lead out of the uh, out of your your safe zone, whatever that's called, I can't think of it on top yep. of my head, but Outside of your crease, if you're if you're taking a lead off, like in baseball, you are subject to being picked off.
1: Yeah, well, that's what. But you... at
0: the same time, the, but at the same time, the you, the the pitcher in baseball, you've got to you, you you if you start your motion to the plate, which is kind of what happened in the uh, in that controversial one a few days ago. Uh, yeah, that's called a balk in baseball. So yeah. yeah, fair play if you want to try to pick a guy off for, for leaving too early. That's, yeah, that's on him.
1: Yeah, and that's what Matty Cox was saying when I spoke to him, Trady's uh, host in Melbourne the other day. If it's uh, he's happy, it's in mm-hmm. the law of the game. Um, all right, a couple of things to get through today. I want to talk to you about Novak Djokovic in just a second, but let's get an update. We of course spoke about 48 hours ago about the condition of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, has there been any update over the course of the last uh, 24 or so hours?
0: Yeah the the reports have come out and they are saying he's showing remarkable improvement.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh That's
0: Demar good. Hamlin safety for the Buffalo Bills of course went into cardiac arrest uh during Monday night football in Cincinnati. Uh he's been hospitalized in critical condition at University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh he you know he's been on a on a breathing tube Uh, But according to his doctors, and this is from um, um, his his representatives and also the Buffalo Bills, uh, they say he uh, has shown remarkable improvement over the last 24 hours. Uh, he's demonstrated he appears to be neurologically intact. And what they mean by that is that he's moving his extremities and he is responding to basic commands. So that, that is definite signs of improvement. So there there's a lot of hope uh, right now that he, he can make a full recovery. Uh, it's probably, it's just going to be probably a very slow process for him, but there, there is certainly that hope that he can make a full recovery, which is uh, a lot better news than what we had Monday night into Tuesday morning over here. When, when we all saw the video of him, him going down and, and, uh, being cared for on the field, uh, by emergency personnel who absolutely did, did a heroic job of getting, getting him stabilized, getting him to the hospital Monday night.
1: Yeah, things looking a lot more positive. Uh, Nowhere near as important, but is there any news about if that game is going to be rescheduled, replayed at any point? They have
0: not decided yet. There's been no word one way or the other from the NFL. Uh, Regarding the Week 18 games this weekend, there have been no changes to the schedule. Mm. Okay, so all 16 games are scheduled to go this weekend, two of them Saturday, 14 on Sunday. Uh, No changes to that. And there are some absolute blockbusters on the schedule Mm. uh, this week. Saturday night game, uh, Tennessee travels to Jacksonville. That is a game for the AFC South Division title. Uh, If Tennessee wins, they win the division. If they lose, they are out of the playoff picture. There's no pathway back for them. If Jacksonville loses on Saturday night, then they're going to be big fans of red zone on Sunday because they'll have three games they have to watch because Jacksonville does have a pathway back into the playoffs if they lose on Saturday night. Mm. They would need Buffalo to beat New England, they would need um they would need the Jets to beat Miami and they would need Cleveland to beat Pittsburgh because that would leave a six-way tie for the 7th seed in the AFC. Jacksonville winds up winning the tiebreaker out of that entire mess. So uh, Jacksonville, if they lose on Saturday night, Red Zone will be their friend on Sunday afternoon because all three of those games go at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern time. So all three of those are simultaneous games.
1: All right. Going to be very interesting weekend as the NFL season heats up towards the business end of the season. We'll talk about college football on Tuesday, but uh, in Canada, uh, the world junior championships in hockey. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, this is a huge event to Canada.
1: Okay. And it is being
0: hosted in Canada this year, being hosted in uh, New Brunswick and in Nova Scotia, Uh, Canada, of course, they love their ice hockey. It is their biggest sport. Uh, and junior hockey is is about the equivalent in Canada to college football. Here, there is a lot of passion for junior hockey in Canada, and the World Junior Championships are an annual event. Uh, the The Canadians they have made the final. Uh, they beat the United States six to two yesterday in Halifax, Nova Scotia. But I meant I wanted to mention this because Connor Bedard, he is an absolute – get used to this name, mm. okay? If you're a hockey fan, get used to this kid's name. You are going to hear it a lot. You will hear it named first in the draft uh, later on this year uh, when the NHL does their entry draft. He will be the first overall pick by by far. He had a goal last night, sparked a rally. The United States actually led the game 2-0 in the second period. Canada went off in the second period. In an 11-minute span, they scored four goals and flipped the game on its head and and wound up uh, running away with it uh, 6-2. to So they advance on to the championship game, the gold medal game, the World Junior Championships. They'll play the Czech Republic later on today. Um, up in Canada for the for the World Junior Championships, but yeah, just get used to the name Connor Bedard. You're going to hear
1: it a lot. All right, I'll write that uh, down, and I'll I remember you said that. A um, couple of other things before I let you go. Of course, the Australian Open here. Only 10 days away, Novak Djokovic in the country at another win at the Adelaide International uh, yesterday. Uh, still, though, at this present moment, if there was a competition in the US Open or some of the other major tennis competitions, it wouldn't be allowed into the United States. And he said yesterday, well, there's not much he can do about it. He's not changing his stance on vaccination. Um, do we see... Uh, any chance of that being changed at least before the U.S. Open in August? I know it's an ever-changing world and things are happening all the time, but uh, again, uh, quite problematic for Novak if those rules don't change. Yeah,
0: I'm, I, and I have, I'm not across on what, what in what if any changes have been made. Uh, it's very relaxed over here now. There's mm. really not any COVID restrictions over here at, at present time. Uh, in fact, the only the only when you fly uh the only requirement to show a negative test anymore is if you're flying out of china and that was just recently uh reinstated uh beyond that uh there's really not any any regulations requirements for masking vaccinations that i'm aware of uh over here of course always subject to change without much notice whatsoever but at the present time, yeah, it's pretty relaxed over here.
1: Yeah, so hopefully it will change for him so he will be allowed in. But at the moment, uh, it does say that uh, at this stage, he uh, wouldn't uh, be allowed to play in April at, at some of the ATP tour events uh, like Indian Wells and Miami Masters, and then, of course, the U.S. Open in late August. But we'll see what happens over the course of the next uh, few months. Things change, as we go very quickly in this COVID world. Yeah. Um just before I let you go what are you most looking forward to on the sporting calendar this year a big year in sport is there a couple of things one thing that stands out for you Chris
0: I'll go I'll go a little uh, below the radar um, at least right now. Uh, how about the women's World Cup this yes uh, well your winter this summer for mm. us down uh, down in your neck of the wood mm, yeah I am interested because team USA we're going for three in a row uh, Australia, England. Uh, I think they're going to be challenged. I think Team USA is going to be challenged. And there there are multiple countries that, that can make some noise in, in the Women's World Cup. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Australia does. I'm looking forward to seeing how England does uh, against the U.S. because we, we've struggled. In fact, we lost to England a few months ago in a friendly mm. um, uh, The U.S. women did. So I, I think you're going to have a really good tournament down there. Uh, I think it's going to be well attended. Um, and with you know, with massive crowds, especially obviously when, when Australia plays, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that event this summer.
1: Yeah, that's actually what I said as well. Um, I think it's gone a bit, it's going a bit under the radar now. Obviously, still about six months away, but yeah, going to be very, very mm-hmm. big when it hits the shores of Australia. Chris, I know you've been moving house. Uh, been a busy few days for you, so have a relaxing weekend, and we'll chat again on Tuesday after no doubt another big weekend in America.
0: Yeah, we'll run down the NFL uh, week 18. Hopefully we'll have a resolution on that the, the suspended game. And we'll preview the college football playoff national championship game, Georgia and TCU. It's going to be massive out in Los Angeles Monday night here in the United States.
1: Perfect. Sounds good to me. Have a good weekend, Chris. You too. Chris Perkins in America will be back with me on Tuesday morning. Yeah, what are you most looking forward to in sport over twenty twenty three oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or open line one in 1170 And if you're Australia, how much longer do you bat for uh, in this first innings going into day three? Another potentially rain interrupted day coming up on day three of the Sydney Test. one 300 the open line number. You can text 0457-736-736 on the other side of this. i uh, will bring you the latest in tennis, and we'll turn our attention to the round ball game, football with John Gallo. We'll do it next here on Tradies News in a nutshell. It is. It's 25 to 6 in New South Wales, 25 to 5 in Queensland. After 6 a.m., 5 a.m. in Queensland, Jimmy Smith, Michael Kariannis with the breakfast show, and then straight off to the SCG after that for day three of the Sydney Sydney test asking uh, you what you're most looking forward to on the sporting calendar of 2023 might ask my next guest uh, that shortly. Um, and also what would you, do, what would you do if you're Australia expecting more rain in Sydney today? We know it was is not out on 195. Matt Renshaw uh, not out on five. How long do you bat for Arthur from Paddington's been on the text on 0457 736 736. And he says bat till a gets the double century then declare. That's from Arthur from Paddington. Yeah, I think that is the most likely option. Um, And hopefully the rain that we do get in Sydney is early on before 10am or later on tonight. We'll have to wait and see. But your thoughts, what would you do if you were Australia? And also, what are you most looking forward to on the sporting calendar for 2023? Time to talk football now. We do it for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. John Gallo is on the line. John, a very happy new year to you.
3: Happy New Year, Dan.
1: Uh, any new wishes for twenty twenty three? Plenty, plenty, but none I can think of at the top of my head. What about you? Uh, yes. Well, hope the uh, the, the bulldogs uh,
3: have a good season <laughs> twenty three after the signing of, uh, of Leo Messi, probably in the off season, as
1: well as everybody else. So. Um,
3: Yes, but we, we know some wishes just can't come true,
1: no matter how much you wish for them, Dan. Exactly. Oh, look, I I think the Bulldogs will have a much improved year this year. I think they'll definitely be contending for the top eight. I, I don't know... I don't know, we'll talk football in a minute. I don't know if they will make the top eight, but they're definitely going to be one of those teams, or they should be one of those teams. They're in that sort of probably sixth to tenth, eleventh place. So I think they'll have a much better season under the guidance of Cameron Sorraldo. They've got a pretty decent team, and they finished off last year reasonably well. So I think there's positive signs uh, for the Bulldogs. And really, the football season, rugby league season, only, what, eight or nine weeks away now. So uh, coming around quickly, I'm sure you're very confident about the Bulldogs, John. Yes, very confident. Quietly confident, Dan. Mm. Not uh, not spooking it around anywhere, just yeah, keeping it to myself. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a, that's probably the best way to go. Uh, it could be yeah. worse. It could be Charlie Goodson, who works with me, who's a Knights fan, uh, and whose highlight of last season was round one, uh, as he said earlier when they beat the <laughs> Roosters. All right, uh, let's get stuck into the English Premier League. We've not got any this weekend, but we've had a whole heap over the past seven days. But let's just focus uh, on what's happened over the past few days, and I will get your thoughts on this one on Tuesday morning. Shock result. Brentford three over Liverpool one. And it really does continue. And I know we've had the uh, break for the World Cup, but it really does continue Liverpool's really inconsistent season.
3: It does. And uh, yeah, it goes from bad to worse yet again for for Liverpool. And I think Jurgen Klopp now is um, definitely, if he wasn't under pressure before, I think he's definitely under pressure now. Um, I think that's coming from the playing group as well. And some of the players may not have that same belief in, some of the things that it's been done out there and tactically, I think they're uh, all over the place as well. Van Dyke, again, terrible performance. Konate at centre-back as well, sort of known goal. Uh, he was all over the place. Darwin Nunes, a new signing for Liverpool, really hasn't come in and, and lit the world alight, really. He's been a bit of a, a, bit of a letdown at times in certain games. Um, and, and, you know, the experienced players that are expected to step up for Liverpool really haven't been uh, doing their job. So... Yeah, there's a lot of problems from Liverpool's point of view. I mean, a lot talking about an ageing squad, a squad that hasn't been invested into the last year or year and a half. And some are blaming Jurgen Klopp for that, obviously. Um, or others are blaming the, the ownership, saying that they're not pouring money into the into the club. And this could be the start for, for Liverpool's uh, demise again. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, Liverpool need to respond. And I think the top four now is looking more and more less likely. Um, so it's a, it's a real scary place to be. And... Well, take nothing away. Um, Brentford have been fantastic. Thomas Frank has had a, a few games on, on good form. You know how great manager he's been over the course of this season. He's really turned him into a difficult side to play. So, uh, credit to Brentford for getting a result. But Liverpool were, uh, were well off it, that's for sure.
1: You know, interesting to see uh, how much what Jurgen Klopp has done for Liverpool in the past uh, has to play. How long that will give him, uh, you would say, they'll stick with him for another season at least. But... We know uh, coaching, managing is a very difficult job. And if you're not getting victories in Liverpool or a club, people expect at least to be in the top four every year. And look, they could still make that. But yeah, I think a really important few months coming up for Jurgen Klopp and the Liverpool team. Uh, we saw Fulham over Leicester City 1-0. Uh, Newcastle did a good job to hold Arsenal to a 0-0 draw at Arsenal's home ground Emirates Stadium.
3: Yeah, they did, and uh, you know they were a little bit lucky at times. Newcastle, they, they rode their luck a little bit, particularly in that first half. Arsenal did come out guns blazing, and they really created some, some half opportunities with the likes of Martinelli and, and Bakuya Saka on the ball. guy got involved in the game more and more, but according to Newcastle, defensively, they were very, very strong, kept their shape, kept their structure and their discipline throughout. Um, as, as did Arsenal. To be fair, as all well. that second half, Newcastle did come out of the blocks and start to try and go for the uh, go for the jugular. But credit to Arsenal, they held tight and, and defended well themselves. Tight game, great you know tactical battle between both managers, Mikel Arteta and, and Eddie Howe. Uh, but you can see both these teams have done very very well. Well coached teams, and uh, it's no surprise when you look at both these teams in the top four. Newcastle still fighting away and and you know being fantastic. They've still undefeated after what twelve to thirteen games this season. And Arteta's Arsenal is still flying high. So uh, a, a well-deserved point for both
1: teams. Just want to really quickly ask you, Brighton 4 over Everton 1. Everton in the relegation zone. That's yeah. danger times for them in the danger zone. Yeah, well, I, I pick Frank Lampard, to be honest, is probably now after this loss against Brighton,
3: and not just you know, 1-0 loss, 4-1 being the scoreline. Such a big difference between both sides. And really, with all respect to Brighton, Everton shouldn't be losing games like that by four goals for one. Um, their performance was was you know something to be desired, but uh, as well as the attitude of the playing group as well, a lot of people talking about the players having a fallout with Frank Lampard and just not on the same page anymore. And once that happens, and, and you lose the dressing room as a manager, you know that your time's going to be up sooner rather than later. I think it's only a matter of time before the Everton board decide to uh, part ways with Frank Lampard. I just don't think it's been working out for both parties and. I think it would be best for both parties to move on. But, of course, the question comes up, who do you replace Frank Lampard with? And there's not really any any name that springs to mind. Uh, Sean Dyche has been mentioned, the former Burnley manager. Whether or not the Everton fans would like Sean Dyche to come to Everton is a big question. But Frank Lampard's job, I think, is is soon to be running out there.
1: Man United in fourth position, having a relatively good year. Continued that 3-0 over Bournemouth on Wednesday.
3: Yeah, brilliant. I think from, from Man United yet again, Rashford on the score sheet. Uh, he's been in sensational form since coming back from the World Cup and during the World Cup as well as we saw for England. Uh, I thought Luke Shaw again, strong. Uh, very, very good, good play from Christian Eriksen in that midfield as well. Um, so all the key players yet again for Man United stepping up. and Casemiro doing a wonderful job grabbing a goal himself. I think he's been in good form. Started this season since he's joined United, showing his, his class and Really, I think United now at the moment have been in, in season great form. I haven't seen United play this well and this confidently together as a football team for a long time. So um, that's taking huge volumes for what Ten Hag is, uh, is doing there at United at the moment.
1: Nottingham Forest defeated Southampton 1-0. Leeds and West Ham had a 2 all draw. Aston Villa, after their good win earlier on in the week against Tottenham, had a one all draw against Wolves. Speaking of Tottenham, though, they hit back in fine fashion against Crystal Palace yesterday, 4-0 at Selhurst Park.
3: Yeah, well, this was a game of two halves uh, for, for Spurs. In the first half, they couldn't catch a break. The key players, Kane and Son, just nowhere near it. Um, Hoiberg in that midfield was playing decent, Matt Doherty was in great form as well, and in the end, you know, the second half Kane and Song just came out completely revitalised, different football team, and put four past Palace in the space of 45 minutes, and whatever was said at halftime from Conte, obviously I would imagine he was fairly upset at halftime, uh, given the new scoreline, the way that they were playing, uh, and all the pressure that's been mounting on Spurs in the last coming couple of weeks as well, the fact that Going they've been losing games and dropping points here and there. They now find themselves out of the top four. Uh, so that's a cause for concern. But I think the fact that now Kane and Son are finally hitting form and Hoiberg in that midfield as well, those are the three key players that Spurs need to have any chance of running to be a top four team this season. So, yeah, great result in the end for, for Tottenham. And obviously, there's a North London derby next week between Spurs and Arsenal. So it's good preparation heading into that game for next week uh, for both uh, Spurs and Arsenal getting the draw against Newcastle as well.
1: And, John, big game this morning. Uh, Chelsea, though, sitting in 10th position. Unusual to see them that low on the ladder. Uh, They will play Man City. That kicks off at 7am New South Wales time, 6am in Queensland.
3: Yeah, big game this, I think, for Chelsea more than ever because, as you said, they're 10th spot. They're well behind the pack at the moment in terms of the top four, even the top six um so they need to get their act together pretty pretty quickly and i do think that uh, along with frank lampard having pressure at everton i think graham potter is a man under pressure from chelsea fans as well so you know it's been a long time since they have seen chelsea down that far in the uh, league ladder so they need to turn around their fortunes fairly quickly but it won't be easy to do that against a, a well-drilled man city side a city side at the moment where harlan's hitting terrific form yet again uh, jack Wellish is getting on the ball ryan Mahrez is on the ball as well um, been fantastic display from those particular players but yeah I think uh, Man City had a slip up as we saw against Everton recently with a the draw there but it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Chelsea do to try and combat City but I do favour that City will probably be too too good for uh, for Chelsea in the end.
1: Should be an interesting game. Uh, Jimmy Smith, Michael Carianos will keep you up to date with that. Just in terms of the A-League this weekend as well, uh, round 11. Uh, Two games tonight, Melbourne victory up against Brisbane Raw. That'll be 7.45. Uh, Perth Glory uh, over in Perth up against the Western Sydney Wanderers at 10.30 p.m. This is all New South Wales time. Tomorrow, Sydney FC plays Wellington at 5 p.m. Central Coast Mariners up against Adelaide also at 5 p.m. And then uh, we have Melbourne City up against... Western United. That's also tomorrow. That's at 7.45pm. Just the one game on Sunday. That's MacArthur up against the Newcastle Jets. Pick of those games. Any one of those stand out for you, John?
3: Um, look, well, I think I think the Melbourne Victory and Brisbane Raw game is, mm. is one to watch as well. I'm, I'm really excited for tonight's game. 7 versus eleventh. Both sides need to find their form pretty quickly, so I'm looking <clears> forward to that. It's been somewhat of a disappointing mm. start to the season for victory. They've had you know, three losses in the last five games, so Hopefully for them and Tony Popovich's sake, they can turn their season around. So I'll be keen to keep an eye on that one. If, uh, if I pick the, uh, all the games this weekend in the A-League, I'd be looking at that one, that's
1: for sure. Yeah, looking forward to that and asking uh, all the contributors today and our listeners, what are you most looking forward to on the sporting calendar this year? At The 6th of January at the moment, is there anything one stands out? A lot of the people, uh, Charlie, I said it, uh, Chris Perkins, uh, our friend in America also said it, the Women's World Cup that will take place, the Football World Cup that will take place in the country in about six months' time uh, has been a popular one. Obviously that one will be uh, featuring for you is there anything else or do you reckon that would be probably the big one at least from an Australian point of view at home this year
3: yeah I I definitely think that would probably be one of the the top ones Um, I'd like to see you know the the game and football yeah have a have a a good reputation obviously and turn things around from what we saw with the scenes in the A-League you know a couple of weeks back or a couple of months back um, with the victory fans I just like to see Australian football get a good rap, and particularly women's football as well. I think the Matildas have been fantastic for a number of years now, really leading the way. And to be honest, with you, they've been much, much better to watch than the Socceroos. So in terms of their football and their tacky side of things, you know, they've really, um, they really set the way there. So, yeah, I think I think for me, it'd be the Matildas. <coughs> yeah. Losing my voice here. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think the Matildas will be the pick for me. The other thing I'll be excited to see is is how the end of the Premier League season finishes. And Arsenal have been pressing City the whole way until the very end. Um, So I'd be interested to see how Arsenal do go. I think they've been one of the sides that have pushed City so far. If it wasn't for Arsenal, to be honest, I think this uh, Premier League season would have been wrapped up already by City. So I'd like to see, hopefully, a, a good end to the season from the Premier League. I won't say as far as Arsenal winning the Premier League, but I'd like to see Arsenal still in the fight come the end of the Premier League season.
1: Yeah, it will be very interesting. John, thank you. We'll have a chat again on Tuesday. Any plans for the weekend?
3: Well, yes. Um, uh,
1: having a great night tonight uh,
3: with with, uh, with yourself, Dan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to catching up with you. It's been such a long time. You probably forgot my face. So just carry a little photo of me in your back pocket just so when you do see me, you can recognise who I am. Uh, and I no, don't do that. That would be very awkward if you did Slightly that. Slightly creepy, but, um,
1: really, isn't that? That's a really creepy way. yeah yeah, it would be, but but nonetheless, you know that's that, that's that's
3: you know 2023 these days, Dan. So uh, you know you take the creepy with uh, with everything else in life, and uh, you move on. Do you think you need and, more uh, sleep? Well, so I probably do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a fair point. Be a fair point. You know what? New Year, Christmas break. Jesus, flown by, hasn't it?
1: It's really gone by really quickly. It has. Yes, especially for those of us who have been working, it's gone very quickly. John, thank you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you later on, and we'll chat again on here next Tuesday. Okay, mate, we'll catch up to John Ga- John Gallo, talking football and some other stuff. Uh, well, he'll be back with me on Tuesday. Uh, a bit of tennis news, uh, bad news for Tarsi Kokonakis uh, last night at the Adelaide International, uh, l- uh, losing to Yannick Sinner, uh, 6-7-4-6. Novak Djokovic, he was in action as well in the Adelaide International. Uh, he continued his winning race ways, although it was a bit uh, harder yesterday. Um, and bad news for British Grand Slam champion Emma Raducanu. Her luckless run since winning the 2021 US Open has continued, forced to retire from the ASB Classic in Auckland. Uh, she was cruising in a match yesterday uh, before she suffered an ankle injury late in the set and being able to just play one point in the designer before retiring it leaves the world number 78 in doubt for the Australian Open, which begins in 10 days' time. 0457 736 736, the text number, or you can call 1300 01 70. Break to wrap things up. It is 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. The English Super League is set to revamp their green card system, which attempts to stop players feigning an injury, and NRL power brokers will be keeping a close eye on the rules. So the green card was introduced abroad last year, but was only used if a trainer or team doctor called for the game to be stopped. Uh, which saw the player removed from the field for two minutes. In 2023, the green card is set to be used in every clash according to the examiner, and any injury stoppage will see players sent from the field for two minutes to receive treatment. So we'll see if that's something the NRL do adopt. Thank you for your company today. Coming up on breakfast after 6am with Jimmy Smith and Michael Carriana, Sydney FC coach Steve uh, Corica, Jared Waitley from the SCN team, Simon O'Donnell, and also Brett Phillips will update you on the latest in tennis and they'll have their final nrl preview as well news is next have a wonderful weekend and i'll catch you back here next week don't forget the cricket as well from 9 a.m 8 a.m brisbane time breakfast follows the news have a great weekend i'll see you next week